Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Linnea Spitzer. We recorded this a couple weeks ago at my home in Portland, Oregon. I want to thank Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan for sharing Get Up in the Cool online with their customers and increasing the reach of the show. Next time you need an instrument upgrade or new music gear, visit their online store at elderly.com. Shout out to Ryan Navy of Carolina Banjo Company for supporting Get Up in the Cool on Patreon. I know you instrument makers are some of the greatest consumers of podcasts, so I really appreciate you chipping in to keep mine going. Thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the Get Up in the Cool tune archive in case you ever want to revisit certain tunes without digging through the interviews to find them. If you live anywhere between D.C. and Portland, Maine, check out my tour schedule on Facebook to see if Jake Blunt and I are coming your way in April. RSVP and bring your friends, please. There are links in the episode's show notes. You can find those on whatever app you're using to listen to this. As always, make sure to stick around after the interview to find out how to keep up with my amazing guests. But first, here's my interview and jam with Linnea Spitzer. Enjoy.
Spitzer, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. Thanks for having me. What did we just play? Uh, we just played Apple Blossom uh, from Earl White. Thanks, Earl. Thanks, Earl. <laughs> I did not know that Earl White lived in Portland until until I interviewed your your bandmate, mm. Brooks Mastin, mm -hmm. and he told me he was in Earl White's band. I was like, how is that possible? He's like, well, he lived in Portland. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. And... Um, I think that, I think we were pretty lucky to have him here for, how, I don't know exactly how long he lived here, but um, I know he had a really big influence on my playing, especially. Um, I think I didn't really start playing old-timey, old-time music until I started hanging out with Earl, so. So wait, uh, did you meet him through? playing old-time music? Or did you meet him separately and then he was like, do you play tunes? No, we, we met through old-time music. I think... Um, you were like flirting with it at the time. You yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, and I was, you know, I was playing tunes and I would say I didn't really have the rhythm or the, um, the right kind of energy for old-time music. Like it did, just wasn't, things weren't exactly there. What kind of energy yet. did you have? I think, well, I, I went through a lot of different iterations of music before I came to old time music. Um, I played classical growing up. Um, I played in rock bands. And then okay. I played. Um, Is that during your Bellingham days? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. my. <laughs> you keep alluding to this like dark past. <laughs> Whenever well, I see you. <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Bellingham, Washington. Okay. Uh, or so, north of yeah. Bellingham, Washington. And a in a small town called Custer, which is about half an hour north from there. Wow. Um, That's a choice. It's a choice? I mean, to name a town Custer. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was quite as disastrous as the man, but yeah. it was, it's a, <laughs> also not quite as grandiose. Yeah. It's, it's a really small town. It has um, an elementary school, a Custer country store, Okay. Um, uh, Harley shop. And As in Davidson. Harley Davidson. Great. like, um, And a fire station. And a couple other kind of small businesses. It's more of a municipality than an actual town. Yes. Um, but when I was in high school, I would go into Bellingham and I would um, play kind of improvisational music with a friend who played guitar. Um, what did you play? I played I played fiddle. I yeah. that's what I kind of played improvisational fiddle. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what exactly you would call that. I think he he was inspired by like Ani DeFranco style guitar. Okay. So like, I know who that is. Yeah. Is she I have a vague image in my head of a white woman with dreadlocks? Yeah. Is yeah, that kind of punky? Yeah, yeah, kind of punky, kind of fe feminist or pretty feminist, like yeah, yeah. 
So that and, was how to code as feminist back then. Yeah, <laughs> right. To be a white lady with dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You can be a little yeah. more subtle now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. There are there are yeah. more varieties of feminists nowadays. You look like but, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um. Yeah. But yeah, so we we would play on the street, kind of busking, um, and so I kind of I don't know what I guess you would just call that. Hip, I played hippie music. Hippie music. I played hippie Great. music. I'll just come right out and say it. I was hippie. So, <laughs> I played hippie okay. music. <laughs> well, okay, so so there's like a lot of. This was when you were a teenager. That's when I was a teenager. That's when I was eighteen. When you're 18. 17, 17, 18. And then I moved away from Bellingham, and then I came back to Bellingham. So there are kind of two iterations of that. But you were already, like, your sort of conversion moment from, like, playing, I'm assuming you play classical? Mm -hmm. Did you do Suzuki? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you just gave me a picture, <laughs> a really sweet framed picture of you as a four-year-old. Four yeah, with you violin. can't have that. I was just springing okay, to show you. Okay, you just gave it to, to borrow. <laughs> You were like, maybe like, you could show, yeah. so I thought, I was like, oh, great. Yeah, you don't want a picture of me, but it's, I, I thought maybe you could, you could be like, oh, see, Lene didn't turn out so bad, so maybe my son, as he's studying yeah. Suzuki, won't turn out so bad either. So, Abby, we'll see. Jury's, jury's out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, when I told him we didn't have enough time to practice fiddle this morning, he said, Yay! Oh, no. <laughs> he was so, so happy. You know, I've, my parents would reward me with ice cream. Okay. Just FYI. I, like every day? No. No, after music lessons. If I, if I okay. went to music lessons and I did a good job, then we would go to Dairy Queen. Yeah. And that was kind of the special, the special treat. So. That's great. I should do something like that. Like yeah. I have become so, um, I used to teach music at like a, let's, let's say a, a nonprofit school of rock kind of situation. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And uh, at the time, at least they were very focused on like natural motivation. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the nah. demographic that we're teaching to like, they, they're, they want to do stuff for candy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, Natural motivation doesn't work. Yeah. I mean... They're not going to see no. the fruits of this practice until no. way later. They need something that they is like... They want candy. Yeah. You know, you have to bribe kids because... Yeah. You know, when once you get good enough, you then you're kind of like, oh, this is kind of fun because I can yes. play things and I recognize them. But until you get to that point, you need external motivation. Right. It's just... I mean, let's all just stop playing that game of like internal yeah. motivation for children. Yeah. It's just shaming. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's like you can never be good enough. Yeah. It needs you're... to be okay that they want to like earn candy yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I don't want to like, lately this show has been turning into like me interviewing, like, how do I make my son not hate me? <laughs> I don't want that to be what get up in the cool is. Okay. <laughs> That was like half of my interview with Hannah. <laughs> well, yeah. It was like, how did you? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, so, what I want to ask you is, mm. as an eighteen-year-old mm -hmm. uh, person who has a experience playing classical violin, mm -hmm. you decided I can and will play improvisatory fiddle music, hippie music. Yeah. Why? Like Why? where? Like how? How did that come out? <laughs> I think um, 
I mean, classical music is really um, beautiful and I think can be really inspirational. It also requires a lot of practice and a lot of discipline and I think um, can be quite dry. Um, and also, in growing up, I feel like I was more drawn to hanging out and maybe this reflects poorly on my character. I was more drawn to hanging out with the hippie kids yeah. than the classical music nerds. Um, and, you know, I don't know why. Maybe the hippie kids were just more fun. Maybe they had better parties. But I felt more drawn to the kind of people and were the... You, were your parents hippies? They, my parents were hippies. Okay. I, I mean, yes, they, they, yes. So you weren't yes. a reactionary hippie. No. You, you had options available to you and you're like, I identify with this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I would say while my parents were raising me, I think they were, they had moved away from hippies to become more um, grown up responsible people. Sure. And so as I would, most from that generation right. did. <laughs> and so I would yeah. hear the hippie stories and, yeah. you know, I probably, I don't know, also probably have a bit of my mom and my dad in me and was probably just drawn to the kind of creative culture and yeah. um, counterculture aspect of that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was probably why, I think. Yeah. So. And also, I like earlier we were talking over noodles, and you said I played the flute <laughs> in in band, and then I stopped because it wasn't loud enough. <laughs> and you said maybe it was too early, which yeah. I think is also telling. Like if you're like, no, I need to play, I need to Franco style yeah. <laughs> music. Like yeah, and yeah. and. Classical music can be really badass, and it can be loud, and it yeah. can be like um, emotional and like all-encompassing. But you need to be so good to like play that competently. Yeah. Um, you also need to get so many people to agree to do that together. Yeah, right, in an orchestra <laughs> setting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also played, when I was playing more classical music, I played a lot in quartets, and I would say that was probably my favorite. Yeah avenue for classical music because it's small and it's social and it's I mean whenever you're in a band or a quartet you have that kind of interaction with people like that interpersonal like you're making eye contact you're yeah. like um, getting softer louder together and so I think um, I think that was really that aspect of classical music was really attractive to me yeah. but um, I think overall, I would have had to put so much more effort and so much more time and practice into becoming good enough to play classical music at that level. And I just, I wanted to do other things besides that. Totally. So, yeah. That's why I stopped playing classical piano music yeah. in college. <laughs> I was yeah. just like looking at my peers who were like good enough to be accompanists, yeah. you know, someday. And I was just like, I can't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can't do that. Right. And they're spending like six, seven hours a day practicing <sighs> yeah. in the studio. And everybody else is out on a beautiful summer day having social time. And yeah. you're um, in the studio or you're in orchestra camp or 
whatever. So yeah, yeah. So playing in bands was more fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it felt. I remember it. It feeling very unsexy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And it's like, oh man, everyone's having fun but me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I think that's not a burn to like classical music. You, you're all very sexy. Yeah, <laughs> and have you seen? Yeah. I've heard there's a TV show about like the racy classical music people. Great! I yeah. want. I would love to. Oh, I, is it the Mozart in the Jungle show? Maybe. Maybe. I don't remember the name. Okay. But apparently, it's all sex, drugs, and classical music. That sounds great. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> so classical music people, you are cool. You just have to be good enough to be cool, I guess. <laughs> you have to earn. You have to being earn cool. that. Yeah, that sex, drugs, and classical music. <sighs> yeah. Let's play another tune, and okay. then we still haven't gotten to where you like playing old time music. Oh yet. yeah, but that's just because I <laughs> was very, very interested in hippie hippie fiddling and what you meant by that. Yeah. What do you want to play next? Uh, let's do Nancy Dalton from Nancy Dalton. Jim Bowles. Oh, this is a Jim Bowles tune. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right, Nancy.
That's Nancy. That's Nancy. That's Nancy Dalton. <laughs> 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 First try. First try. Yeah, we we rocked that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't screw it up at all. No. No. Oh. Mm. I need to decompress just a minute. <laughs> mm. Nancy Dalton. So, uh, where we last left off, um, you were uh, busking on the street um, playing hippie fiddle music. <laughs> when did you start playing old time music? Or how did you get an idea that that music existed and it might be something you would want to play i think it was kind of a long circuitous route um the best guess, kind the, yes right yeah. <laughs> like, like all routes should be it was scenic um i think throughout throughout playing tunes and or playing music on the street you know you just meet people here and there and you know you play um, someone will have like a fiddle tune in their repertoire or like a an old time song and they'll kind of bring it in and then you kind of hear that throughout. But I think, I think when I really started hearing old time music as old time music was when I came back to Bellingham after spending several years at college and then away and, um, you know, I was kind of rediscovering the fact that I played the violin. Yeah. Yeah. Is you had this skill that you were working on your entire yeah. childhood. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, it kind of, it kind of wasn't a major part of my life for multiple years. Um, even though I had a fiddle and I would pick it up occasionally and I'd play in like weird, whatever, hippie jams or sure. whatever. Um, when I came back to Bellingham, I uh, met a, um, I met a variety of musicians. Um, one of the people I met was uh, Jesse Stein, who um, I haven't seen I haven't seen him in quite some time, but he he was uh, really involved in old time music in Bellingham, and he kind of just introduced me to like the skill lickers and foghorn and like kind of kept making me CDs of old time music with the hopes that he played banjo. So he was hoping that I would play fiddle yeah. with his banjo. And I, and I did, but it was, you know, it was kind of like hippie music together with banjo. Yeah. Not really old time music. Sure. Um, uh, at, at that time I was also playing in a, um, gypsy jazz band and I was playing in an Americana band and so it was just kind of it, it was around but it wasn't really like oh this is how you play it and this is what it is so later I moved with my band um, the mighty ghost of heaven down to Portland and uh, my friend Jesse came down at some point and introduced me to the person who's now my husband, Eric Bagdonis, who is very involved in old time music. And so through a bunch of routes, I started playing more with Eric and then more with other kind of old timey people in Portland. Yeah. And then, at, you know, yeah. The hippiness so slowly the hippiness washes so, off. Sort yeah. of dissipated and like, yeah. Um, I kind of 
came to this realization that, oh, with old time music, it's not just about playing the tunes, it's also about kind of rhythm and it's about um, dancing and this particular yeah. kind of social um, interaction. So, yeah. I guess, yeah, we, yeah a lot of those things aren't um, incompatible with like, maybe hippie ideals. Like those are actually maybe probably why you're interested in a lot of it. Maybe. Yeah. 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 So, um, I think the thing that I've always liked most about music is a chance to interact with people yeah. and just that social aspect of it. And I think old time music is kind of the quintessential social music. Like it, it, it's got a very low entry point, like pretty much anybody can pick up an instrument and play along. It's, it's just so approachable, but then also you, it's so, it, the purpose that it serves is also really social, like the dances and the jams and... Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think that's what attracted me to it in the end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see how in an, in another era, you would sort of maybe take that for granted. Yeah. That's like what it would be. But like, I feel like today, like people don't have very many social music making opportunities. Yeah. You have karaoke. Right. Yes. For a minute there, people were playing a lot of Guitar Hero and Rock Band and like playing those video games. And right. that was popular. People were doing that. I don't think people are really playing those anymore. Was that social? I think so. People okay. get together and play. I mean, oh, okay. I think maybe Did not. Did you do that? No. Oh. I think, I think maybe <laughs> primarily, maybe it wasn't. Maybe people playing alone. But like some aspects okay. of the world. Yeah, because I guess, I mean, I guess you can play video games with other people. Is that kind of the point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't well, know it depends on who you are. Video games. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast and the podcast. Get up in the video games. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the dancing video game, but oh, that's another communal, uh, which is social yeah, because sure. you're kind of yeah. dancing together with other people. But uh, I use those as examples of things that I think aren't uh, good enough. Oh, <laughs> I, <see. laughs> I mean they're great, you know, but it's yeah. like it it pales in comparison to like yeah, playing old time music. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and I think I think the thing about old time music is that it's not it's not. It doesn't have to be music that is like on a stage, like it's mu it's living room music or it's background music or it's um, uh, music that facilitates dancing. And so I think there's less of, it, there's just naturally more of a social aspect to it than a, and there's definitely performers and people who perform amazingly, but I think the social piece is really key just kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when you were sort of sold. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember going to a Portland old time music gathering with uh, one of my bandmates um, and just going to this. And I, I remember hearing about this when I was in Bellingham about um, my friend Jesse came back. He was like, I went to this party and there were these people like everywhere, like in the bathroom playing old time music and like crammed into every corner and it was crazy there was music everywhere and so many people and I was like yeah that's kind of cool and kind of weird and then <laughs> and then I came down and uh moved here and ended up going to a party um 
uh, during the old time music gathering, and it was it was incredible. It was just like it was exactly like what he described. And I remember leaving there at like three o'clock in the morning, maybe trying to go like must have been later because we were catching the first Max home, and it was I just felt so energized. Yeah, yeah. It's just like this kind of vibrating electric um, excitement about music. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I get it now. Okay. Let's play okay, okay. in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why you play songs with three chords for like 10 hours straight until five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. 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 It is energizing in a way that other activities that you do until five o'clock, five o'clock in the morning are not. Some people do karaoke. Some people do. Yeah. And, you know, I know some people who get really super into that. And I wonder, I, like, I have a hard time kind of identifying with that. But I know that people in their karaoke, in a karaoke fever, will just kind of keep going and going and going. So yeah. maybe, maybe it's a similar kind of energy. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that was kind of the old time discovery. And I think I, I still was playing old time music, fiddle tunes. And it took me a while before just kind of understanding how to work the rhythm of the bowing and how yeah. how that was, how it's not just the tune, it's also the way you play the tune that makes old time music. And Earl has had a big influence specifically on your playing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I met, I think I knew him and Adrian um, before, but at one point, um, uh, I saw him playing during the old time music gathering and I was like, that is the kind of fiddle music that I want to play. I mm. want to play like that. And so I asked him if I could um, take lessons with him or play tunes with him and he was like, yeah, sure. And so... What, why? Why? Why Why were you like, that is the one? You, you've uh, gone yeah. past the just general like enchantment of there being people yeah. playing fiddle and now you're like this specific style what yeah. stood out about Earl's playing I think the the energy and the rhythm were really are really magnetic um the way he plays is just um so so energizing and I I feel like I'm using that word a lot but I think um it's like people always talk about the old time throb, you know, like you, yeah. you get like enough people together and you just get this um, kind of rhythm that speaks to a deeper part in your kind of primal soul, I think. Yeah. I said, and, yeah, but I've never actually heard that before. But I, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, like... It's I a very visceral word to use. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, so like when you have like a drunken jam of really good musicians at like three o'clock in the morning and people are just like raging and there's just this like you can I kind of think of it almost like the um kind of party music like right like it's <laughs> but you feel you feel that rhythm like deep in your soul and I think I I can I have the ability to play the notes but I wasn't able to, I couldn't really catch the rhythm. And so I, when in hearing Earl, he has a amazing rhythmic way of his, of playing. 
So I wanted yeah. to kind of learn from that. Yeah. That's what attracted me to his particular style of playing. Um, the shuffling, the rhythm, the energy. Yeah. Was it, and was it one of those things where like you specifically said like break this down for me, or did you just like absorb it through you know osmosis or? So so he so, so he was like okay yeah come over to my house we'll do lessons and so I'd go over there and I'd bring like a, a six pack and we'd and he'd kind of turn on the recorder and we'd just play through tunes um, and it would be hours um, two hours and then. Adrian would come join us, she'd play guitar, and it, it was just, he would break down tunes for me, but he would also, we'd also just play. And so that, um, that mimicking, um, I think, kind of helped. Yeah. 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 That's great. <laughs> yeah, it was really, I feel really fortunate. That's yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. And I just feel like he was always, he was really generous with his time and um, his, ability so yeah. yeah i still have never met him i'm really excited to meet him someday yeah Every, everything i hear about him is just like he's the best yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think um fun fun to play with and fun to be around and definitely an old-time gem were we going to play any more d oh altamont you want to play this altamont yeah 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 altamont in d is this still? Yeah. <laughs> we shrug. Let's start. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was there. There was a time when I was in musical theater, which maybe we can talk about that later. But some somebody said. Oh yeah, Linnea, she's got great, great emotion. Her intonation isn't so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a musical theater. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's approximate. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. 
Deltamont in D. Deltamont. Yeah. I need to get to A. Okay, yeah. Quick tuning break. Okay. We got a couple of A tunes. Yes. What are we what are we gonna play next? What's uh let's do let's do Georgia Row. Yeah. It's kind of a sweeter, sweeter tune from the Rage and Dance tune set so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that it's sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, I'll just kick you until you figure it out. Okay, cool. That'll yeah, help. that'll work. <laughs>
I didn't give you much notice. There. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't decide whether to end it. <laughs> it's hard to end with when you end on a five. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I sometimes I do the little top part before ending. Da, 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 da. Mm. That would be better than. <laughs> It'd be a little inappropriate. <laughs> After such a sweet tune. In I was once in a band where our the um our band leader um threatened to charge people for doing shave and a haircut at the end whenever we played cakes. He's like, if you do that again, I'm taking twenty bucks off. It's a lot more than two bits. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> So you have a band. <laughs> I do have a band. Yeah. yeah. Who's in this band? Um, it's the Flat Rock String Band. Um, I in the band is my husband Eric Bagdonis and Brooks Maston, who you know. Former guest of the show, friend yes. of the show, Brooks. Friend Mastin. of the show, yeah. Bruce, <laughs> Brooks Maston. Yeah. Yeah. Plays banjo, and then um, our friend Robin plays upright bass. Cool. Yeah. Reference to sometimes a great notion. Oh, <laughs> your yes. band title. Yes, yeah, um, which you've gotten me reading, which is great. Yeah. yeah, have you come across the phrase yet? I have not yet. I uh, I'm I'm right now trying to figure out um, where reading happens oh. in my schedule. Yeah, <laughs> but I have been reading. That's a challenging it. one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it somewhere between. <laughs> Lying down and having a book hit you in the face. Yeah. 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 Our band name comes from a phrase that's twice referenced in Sometimes a Great Notion, which is a book about Pacific Northwest, where I grew up. Um, and both, uh, they, they are referring to how much it rains in the Pacific Northwest. So the full phrase is like a cow pissing on a flat rock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah. Which I, I recently told my mom, yeah. who grew up on a dairy farm in Mount Vernon, Washington. And she yeah. was like, I never heard that before. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe it's an organ thing. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he just like is really good at creating sort of Pacific Northwest mythology. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's the one who invented it. But yeah. I don't know. I bet somebody else came up with it before. Yeah, it's been great so far. It's like... Everything that I love about East of Eden, but without like this, like just heavy-handed, like moral, like good and evil <laughs> stuff. Yeah, but it yeah. feels like yeah, yeah, mythology of a place, you know. Yeah, there it's is. Really cool. <laughs> there is some good and evil, but I think it's more um, worked into like inside people. People inside of themselves are yeah, struggling yeah, yeah. with good and evil. Yeah. So that's like a prerequisite for like joining the band yeah right? yeah <laughs> so if people want to yeah. that's what we're plugging if you want to join right. flat rock string band you have to read sometimes a great notion yeah write we, a book report right yeah we were all reading it around the same time when we our band was first formed i think we we're passing right. it around so <laughs> yeah we're all very we all have identification with that phrase yeah hmm. yeah so when Flat Rock String Band plays, yes, people can know about it ah, by by going to our website. Great, um, which I'm going to be a terrible band person, um, which will I, which, be revealed <laughs> which, in the outro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's flatrockstringband.com, but 
It's not dot geocities dot or something. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. No, it's probably a com at the end. I think there's yeah. going to be a definitive tested link yes. in the show notes. Okay. While you're while people are listening to this, you can literally go and just tap away until you're there. Maybe. All right, all right. So, so even I can't screw this up. It's going to be correct, <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be available. Okay. And convenient. Okay. Great. Flat Rock String Band dot something dot something <laughs> probably dot com. yeah great yes (laughs) thanks so much this has been awesome to we've been drinking mimosas this whole time (laughs) i don't know if we said that so yeah played a part in this the third character in this interview (laughs) (laughs) so sorry for sorry for drinking mimosas i don't apology not (laughs) i don't apologize (laughs) there needs to be more mimosa episodes Mm -hmm. of this show Mm -hmm. uh what do you want to play for the last tune let's play bill cheatham great which i just have to plug comes off of my favorite old time album of all time which is blue ridge square dance okay um kyle creed playing fiddle um, Are the, I, I mostly hear his name associated with banjo playing yeah. and making, right? Yeah. But he's a fiddler. Awesome fiddler. He's an awesome fiddler. Yeah, right. it's really the, um, I mean, talk about energy and rhythm. It's just, it's all there. Yeah. It's like you put it on and you can't, you can't help but want, want to go, go out to a square dance. It's hmm. pretty awesome.
can visit Flat Rock String Band's website at flatrockstringband.com for news, videos, old-time resources, and booking. Thanks again to Elderly Instruments for all your support. You can visit Elderly Instruments' online store at elderly.com. If you want to hang out with me twice a week, I have another podcast called Think Outside the Box Set. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts or boxset.website. And if you're in the Northeast, don't forget to RSVP on Facebook to my shows with Jake Blunt in the second half of April. I included links in the show notes. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.